Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In this episode of Bite Me, I am continuing with Snack Month. In this week's episode, episode number 79, is pita crackers, not one, but three different ways. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles where I help you take control of your high life. Who am I? I'm your host, Marge. Thank you for listening. If you were here right now with me, you'd see me talking with my hands because I can't help doing that despite the fact that I'm sitting behind a microphone. But nonetheless, thank you for listening, you guys, and being here each and every week and following along. And if you have been following along with Snack Month, then you know I have covered sweet and spicy toasted nuts and roasted chickpeas already. And this week's episode is going to be just as healthy and delicious. So if you haven't checked out those two other episodes, I encourage you to check those out as well to give you some other healthy snack ideas that will not only keep you full, keep you healthy, but more importantly, keep you high. So before we get into the recipe, I just want to give a quick shout out to Brent. Brent recently reached out to me to say that he had just discovered the show. He is from Canada. He didn't say specifically where, but he uh, has been making edibles for about 10 years. So welcome, Brent. Really happy to have you following along. And another shout out to Aaron, who also reached out to me. He was curious about Kina's a new course that she's put together. And he was asking me some questions about that. That was a little shout out for Keena's new course that I gave, I think on the New Year's Eve rest, or sorry episode. And he's since been in contact with Keena, but just wanted to say thank you, Aaron, for reaching out as well. And and yeah, thanks for taking the time to send me a message. I really love getting messages from listeners. So anytime you feel like you just want to touch base and say hello, I more than welcome it because it just reminds me that I'm not talking to myself. I also want to give another shout out to Barry. Barry is from the UK. He's been listening for a while. Hi, Barry. And he recently put me in contact with the fellows over at the High on Homegrown podcast. And these guys are doing a great podcast. I've listened to several episodes by now. And it's a panel of fellows who are all home growers. And they talk all things growing, but they do like to have guests every single week. And I was recently on their podcast as a guest, and I'm pretty excited about it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it's the first time I've ever done a podcast with a panel of people. So I have to admit, I was a little bit nervous before I started. The only requirement that they had for me was to show up stoned and I certainly did that. I did my best I could in that arena. And I think I got a little bit more stone than I had planned to. I was going to have like a nice mellow buzz going maybe, but I ended up eating maybe a wee bit more edibles than I thought. And I was pretty stoned. But guess what? It didn't stop me from being able to talk. So that's the most important thing. And we talked about all kinds of things, namely edibles. That was one of the big focuses on the episode. But 
I'm not sure when that one's going to be coming out. I'll keep you guys updated because it was a lot of fun. And I encourage you to check out their show, especially if you have any kind of interest in growing cannabis where you are, if you're able to do so. Um, these guys are from all over the world, from the UK, from Ireland, from the States, and from Canada. So they are all in different areas of the world. Some of them are in places where it's legal, some of them aren't. So it really gives them a pretty unique perspective from different parts of the world. And I'll link to their um podcast in the show notes. And as soon as the one that I'm a guest on uh, is live, then I'll let you guys know if you want to check that one out. I'll be looking forward to listening to it too, because it's always a little bit weird when I'm like in these things. And I'm like, I was like, like I said, I was pretty stoned and a little bit nervous as well. I'm not going to lie, but I thought it went well, but we'll see. I don't think I got too tongue tied anyway, but uh, so thanks Barry for making that connection. And I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that you did that because it was a lot of fun and I welcome those types of opportunities as time goes on. Now, the interesting thing is that because I I personally am somebody who tends to eat edibles or smoke, although it's usually edibles, more in the evening. I know lots of people who smoke during the day, wake and bakers and and all the rest of it. I'm just not that kind of person. I I have a lot of stuff to do during the day, whether it's for the podcast or if I'm working at the dispensary or, you know, I've got three adult children who, you know, I still talk to on a regular basis and, uh, and, you know, like everybody, I'm, I'm a busy person. So I do tend to keep my cannabis for the evenings when I'm unwinding, when some people would be drinking a glass of wine, I am enjoying cannabis in lieu of that. Although sometimes I do drink wine, uh, a little bit. I have been a pretty big wine drinker in the past, but I don't know if I talked about this on the show. I can't quite remember. Maybe short-term memory probs because of my cannabis use, who knows, but I did go a hundred days without alcohol last fall. And that was partly because my pandemic drinking was reaching an all-time high. And it was time to sort of nip that in the bud. So now I am drinking a lot less wine. I do really enjoy a beautiful bottle of wine. You know, from time to time now, I'm really trying to keep that at a minimum um, because it just doesn't always make me feel that great, especially the next morning. But where was I going with that? Yeah. So I do tend to keep my edibles and my cannabis consumption to the evenings when I'm just relaxing and, and you know, the, responsibility of the day, responsibilities of the days are over and I can put my feet up. And because of the time zone differences with all the fellows of this High on Homegrown podcast, I ended up getting stoned quite a bit earlier in the day than I normally would, which was interesting because I can't remember what time it was around here. It was uh, sort of mid to late afternoon and the podcast was fantastic. I had a great time. I can't remember how long it was in the end. I don't think all of that will be live in the in the show, but regardless... I hung up my my headphones and left the left the the Zoom chat or whatever it was that we were using. And I sat there for a second. I was like, man, I'm really stoned. And I still had to make dinner. And I was wanting to make some more of these pita chips because I did try them a couple of different ways. And I had this new sous vide immersion circulator that I was wanting to use for dinner that night. And it was pretty interesting trying to make all this stuff. I was also making a loaf of bread at the same time because I make bread actually two or three times a week now, ever since, uh, actually almost a year ago now, I really, uh, started making bread in earnest and I pretty much don't buy bread anymore. So I'm making bread. I'm making these pita chips. I'm trying this sous vide immersion circulator for the first time. I'm making fries in the oven 
as well. And all this stuff is going on. And every time I'd like walk to do something, I'd stand, I'd be like, fuck, what the hell was I doing again? Like it happened so many times. And I initially I thought, oh, I'm not gonna be able to get through all this, but I managed to. So it was just a, you know, I'm certainly capable of getting things done when I'm high. I'm maybe not nearly as efficient as I would be otherwise. When I got all, but I didn't burn anything miraculously. I didn't, uh, you know, forget about anything, even though I had all these things going on. And it's ironic too, in a way, because normally when I'm in the kitchen, I'm kind of concentrating on one task at a time. I might be making dinner and that's it, or creating an edible and that's it, or, you know, kneading the bread or what have you. And that's it. It's not too often that I'm doing a whole bunch of those things all at the same time. So it's kind of interesting that I decided to wait until I was pretty high to try and accomplish four or five tasks at the same time. But just goes to show, you know, at first it was a little bit awkward because I kept, you know, I'd go to get my recipe book or something like that. I'd be standing there at the bookshelf being like, what am I here for? What am I doing? But then I'd move on and it was fine. And like I said, miraculously, I didn't burn anything and everything turned out fantastic. And I tried something new with these pita chips. So we're going to get into the recipes right now. And I just, this recipe is again, a continuation of snack month where I'm trying to bring you some tasty, healthy alternatives to traditional snacks that might serve you better in the long run. And I have this pita chip recipe or pita cracker recipe, I guess they're calling it, that was clipped out of a magazine years ago. And I haven't made them in a long time. Uh, It's one of those ones I kind of forgot about, but I was going through this binder that I've created recently and I found it. I was like, oh yeah, those were really good. And the original recipe is called a cinnamon pita cracker. And I kind of modified it to make it a couple different ways, which I'm going to share with you in a second. But basically all you're going to need is a package of pita bread, And you're going to want infused olive oil for this one. And for the original recipe, it also called for cinnamon, clearly cinnamon pita crackers. So if you have ground cinnamon in your cupboard, and it called for sugar, it actually called for sucanat, which is, I'm not even really sure what that is. I did not use the sucanat or however you pronounce that word. What I ended up doing instead was maple syrup because as a, you know, as a Canadian, I think I have maple syrup coursing through my veins anyway, so I always have some in the in the uh, refrigerator to go. But basically, you're cutting up your pita bread. You're taking one of these pieces. You're lining a, a pan, of course, ahead of time with some foil. I would recommend two pans because these are actually taste really good. And depending on the size of the pita that you're using, if you use a smaller one, obviously the little triangles are going to be quite a bit smaller, but they can take up a lot of space on the pan, which means you can't necessarily do too many on one pan at a time. So hence two pans would allow you to make more clearly, but you're going to take your, your, um, pita, you're going to cut it into quarters and then cut those quarters again, and then you're going to split them apart. So you have the two halves of the pocket and and one piece, put them on your foil lined pan, and then you're basically going to brush your mixture on it. So the olive oil, again, I used, I think it was a tablespoon of olive oil and a tablespoon of maple syrup, which I felt actually worked quite a bit better than sugar would have. And you get some of the minerals and stuff in the maple syrup. So that's an alternative if you don't want to use sugar. And what else? Oh, then the cinnamon, of course. So you use like a brush, brush, brush it on your on your pitas, and then you throw it in the oven at 350 degrees. Now the recipe that I was following called for 10 minutes and 
10 minutes is too long. I think I did most of mine for about seven minutes and they still turned out nice and crispy. They will crisp up a little bit after you take them out of the oven too, but 10 minutes is plenty of time or sorry, seven minutes. The 10 minutes is going to be too long in my oven anyway. So it might be something you want to keep an eye on, but obviously you don't want to burn them. And I think 10 minutes would have burnt them if I had left them for that long. So that's the first variation. And those are pretty tasty. It says you can keep them, like once they're cooled, you can keep them in an airtight container for up to a week. Honestly, I don't think they're going to last that long. They have a really nice crunch. The sweetness wasn't overpowering. They're not too sweet because obviously you're using that tablespoon of maple syrup or what does it call for? Actually, I think it called for a teaspoon of sucanat. So a teaspoon of sugar, if you're using that as an alternative, which... Uh, again, because I was stoned, I kind of misread it and just ended up going ahead with the tablespoon of maple syrup, but that seemed to work okay. And they do not, they don't come out as overly sweet. The cinnamon flavor is pretty subtle, but it's there as well. And they're really tasty. And so I don't think they'll last that long in an airtight container anyway. That was my experience. You could keep them for a week. They're not going to last that long. But as an alternative, because as all, all as many of you know, who've been listening for a while, I have a sweet tooth, but I also happen to have a love of spicy food. This is maybe something I should cover more on this show, spicy food. But I decided, why don't I try these pita chips, but just with brushing something different on it instead of the maple syrup and the cinnamon, as good as that was. So I tried instead the tablespoon of infused olive oil. And then I also added a tablespoon of... I think it was Frank's red hot sauce that I had in my fridge. Um, I had a hot sauce that I had made myself, but it might have been a little bit too thick for the purposes of brushing it on the pitas. And I know that the stuff that I made, I made like a fermented hot sauce. I've made it several times. Have I ever done that as a recipe on the show? I'm not sure, but that stuff is like super spicy. But the Frank's red hot sauce or sriracha or whatever would work just as well. You mix that up and then you brush that mixture onto your pita chips, onto your pita crackers. You throw that in the oven. Once again, seven minutes was just fine. And those ones turned out really good too. And surprisingly, like, again, I really like spicy food, so I don't, I didn't find them super spicy. You might've been able to add more than that. That's something you can adjust to taste. Maybe you can add a pinch of cayenne for a little extra spice. I'm not really sure. It's something you can definitely play around with. For those of you who find you know, water spicy. This might not be the variation that you want to try, but it was fantastic. I really enjoyed them. They weren't super spicy, but they added a nice little, a little, you know, hint of heat there. Um, And then the third variation is basically just a plain pita cracker. I mean, you just brush it with the infused olive oil, put them in the oven, and then you have them come out nice and crispy, which is great if you want to use them for a dip. Actually, I think the spicy ones would be really good for a dip as well, depending on what you're dipping it in. But if you have the plain olive oil ones, they'd be really nice in like a hummus or something to that effect, which I have done an episode on the sprouted hummus. I can't remember when, but I will link to that in the show notes as well. If you ever want to check that one out, that one's pretty interesting because I'm actually making sprouted hummus right now. I went to the grocery store recently and my husband had said, please pick up some hummus and stuff because he's trying to, you know, clean up his diet a little bit this New Year's as well. And I totally forgot. You know that feeling when you pull into the driveway and you're like, fuck, I forgot that one thing or handful of things, which I I do on occasion. I didn't actually say anything to him and he hasn't noticed yet. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to make hummus instead of 
buy it and hopefully he won't notice until it's already ready. The only thing about the sprouted hummus, of course, is it takes a couple extra days to sprout the hummus, but it's, they sprout a lot faster than you think they would. I think mine started sprouting after a day. So it's actually pretty fun to make and it's really cheap to make too because dried chickpeas are way cheaper than buying them in the can. You can get way more. So if you are so inclined to want to try it out or any hummus recipe for that matter, doesn't have to be infused, it would be really nice with these pita chips because... They are, they have a really nice crispiness to them. I made them so they're pretty crispy. So I would highly recommend you try a dip with some of them as well. And then of course, so that's three ways. You could add an additional way. I haven't played around with it yet, but you just brush the olive oil on them. But maybe you add a mixture of herbs and spices that you might enjoy, a combination of those types of things um, that you might have on hand could also make for a really nice pita chip as well. I might play around with that tonight, actually, um, because I know I have like a bag of herbs that I bought that's like the herb de province. So it's already a mixture of herbs. Or if you have like some of those spices, I have a Tex-Mex spice in my cupboard and there's a few other ones. So you could always add the, the infused olive oil and add whatever spices that might pique your interest, brush them, throw them in the oven. And the great thing about this thing is the longest time you're going to be spending is waiting for the oven to preheat basically. And once you throw it once, like they're so easy. That's what I love about them. So easy. And by the time you want to go into your car and go and buy a drive and buy that bag of chips, you could have a whole batch of these pita pitas made pita crackers made. So I think you guys will really enjoy this one. I'm going to be playing around with it a lot. I've enjoyed it quite a bit too. And add a nice dip, play around with the different herbs and spices and, and dressings that you can put on them. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what you guys think about any of the recipes. And of course, if there's a recipe that you would love to see me try, by all means, let me know. I'll always give it a shot because I love creating new things in the kitchen. And while I do tend to lean towards some of the easy stuff, because like me, like you guys, we're all busy. Sometimes something a little more involved is right up my alley as well. And I do like to tackle some bigger recipes and projects in the kitchen too. So I think that's it for this week, friends. I'll let you know when that episode is out. If you love this episode and you think somebody else might enjoy it, please share it with someone because sharing is caring. You can always leave me a review. And there's uh, a link to that in the show notes as well because it helps other people discover the show. And... I think that's it. I think that's it. I've covered it all. So until next time, my friends, stay high.